Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. If you are anything like me, planning out a week's worth of meals can be extremely stressful. There's finding out what meals your family wants, making a shopping list, finding time to get all the items, and then cooking it all. Sometimes it just gets to be too much. That's why I love HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. And if you're pressed for time, HelloFresh offers 10 to 20-minute meals, low-prep recipes, and quick breakfasts and lunches. Perfect for your busy schedule. Not just that, but with the easy-to-follow directions and pictures to guide you along the way, Anyone can be the master chef in your family. Trust me, as a cooking novice, I can say without a doubt that HelloFresh makes dinner time pretty foolproof. We've been using HelloFresh for a while now, and I have never been disappointed by any of the meals. I know that if I pull out one of those little bags, my family is in for a delicious dinner time. HelloFresh now owns Green Chef, which you guys know I've talked about and raved about before. My favorite thing to do is to switch between the two to make the perfectly curated menu that my family loves. Now more than ever, HelloFresh is committed to making sure that fresh, delicious food is available. They've taken extra steps to keep their employees and customers safe, including no contact delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and team member wellness checks. 
Are you ready to try it out for yourself? Go to HelloFresh.com slash MorningCup12 and use the code MorningCup12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder... As a woman, there is a part of me that roots for the battered wife who takes her power back, or the young woman who finds her voice and gains her freedom. It's hard not to feel that way after generations of oppression in our history books. But how far is too far? On March 28, 1980, a woman who claimed to be the victim of spousal abuse did what she felt was necessary to get her power back from a man who, many believe, was not the aggressor but the victim of his wife's violence. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. John and Priscilla Bradford of Melbourne, Florida had their problems. So much so that after just three and a half years of marriage, the pair divorced with Priscilla citing spousal abuse and John filing a countersuit saying he had been the victim, alleging that his wife had beaten him countless times threatened to kill him, destroyed his property, and locked him out of the home that they shared. The accusations were serious enough that, along with the countersuit, John hastily wrote a new will and told the employees at a rental car agency that he believed someone was trying to kill him. John was terrified. So much so that he called his lawyer on March 27, 1980, and said that his orange juice tasted funny, and he was sure that it had been poisoned. While most would assume that he was just a paranoid man, it seemed that John was warranted in his fears. The day after he called his lawyer on March 28, 1980, Priscilla lured John into their kitchen to take a look at some steaks she had just purchased. When he did, he was ambushed by two additional women whom he didn't know were in his house, but did know very well. They were 18-year-old Joyce Cummings and 34-year-old Janice Gould, who were both employees of his lucrative optical laboratory. Over the course of just 15 minutes, each woman took turns striking the man with objects like apothecary jars, a wooden stool, a cast iron bottle capper, and a frying pan that hit him so hard that the bottom fell out. Towards the end of the attack, the older women called in Priscilla's 13-year-old daughter, Eden, and instructed her to finish him off with what was left of the frying pan and delivered several more blows. When they were sure that John had taken his last breath, Priscilla called the police and tearfully explained that her abusive husband had, once again, tried to lay hands on her and she killed him as an act of self-defense. When they arrived, she showed them the scratches on her arm and her bloodied blouse, which coupled with her filing divorce papers were proof that she had been viciously attacked. What she didn't realize is that DNA testing had progressed around this time, and when tested, forensics found that all of the blood found on her blouse belonged to John, meaning he had not attacked her that day as she had claimed. With Priscilla named as a suspect in her husband's murder, police continued their investigation and found that this was not the first time John's life was in danger. No, apparently the women had made several attempts on John's life, like cutting the brakes in his car and poisoning his orange juice with amphetamines before finally settling on the brutal beating. That April, after a few witnesses stepped forward saying that they overheard the women planning John's murder, all four women were arrested and Eden became the prime witness in her stepfather's murder case in exchange for immunity. 
And the women weren't done doing what they felt was necessary to save themselves from prosecution. From inside their jail cells, the three attempted to have key witness killed before the trial, claiming that they had nothing to lose, so why not try and go down fighting? But were stopped when a cellmate ratted them out to prison officials. They were brought to trial where the prosecution attempted to claim that the motive was financial gain while the defense maintained that 36-year-old Priscilla was a battered woman who felt murder was her only option. That the day before the murder, she had come into the police station to file a complaint against John, covered with bruises from head to toe. When asked why they killed John, an inmate claimed that Joyce Cummings responded coldly, all we wanted was an all-female lab. With her statement and the news of the murder weapon, the Bradford case became known as the feminist murder. After three very brief trials and Priscilla's plea changed to guilty to avoid the death penalty and forcing her teenage daughter to testify, each woman was sentenced to life imprisonment for first-degree murder. Joyce Cummings, the youngest of the three women, remains in prison while Janice Gould was paroled in 2001. On July 20th, 2007, Priscilla Bradford died in prison and, with her death and her confession sealed, there is a good chance we may never know whose story was the truth. Was she truly a woman who, after one too many beatings, realized that she needed a way out? Or was she a money-hungry, soon-to-be ex-wife who, along with his co-workers, wanted to make sure all his money and power ended up in their hands? Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 29th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.